Yo, what is good? What is good? Yes, we have another episode of Cell Speaks. This is episode 40. Wow. I'm proud of myself, man. I don't know. Like sometimes you got vacation and gigs and all these different things and you know what I mean, like to do 40 episodes straight, I'm proud of myself. You know what I mean? Did have some moments where like, you know, you really wonder, am I going to get the episode out today or like it's it's like the day of and like you kind of forgotten and you just remember like, whoa, but hey, I have not missed a Monday. Like we are on it. And you know, what I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of happy. It's something to look back and be a little proud of. And I hope you guys have been enjoying it. You know, what I mean, getting a lot out of these episodes, you know, it's, it's 12, 12 more, 12 more to make it um, a year, even straight, not missing a Monday, just being on top of it. And um you know, I really want to take it to a whole nother level. I got some plans and some things that I'm working on and working for, you know, to bring you guys even more impact, even more good stuff. So, um, you know what I mean? Just keep rocking with me if you haven't already done so, if this is your first time listening. Hey, take a second to subscribe. Join the the Cell Speaks podcast family and let's just get it going. And so um, today's episode, man... I've just been in a real intrinsic place and I'm kind of been having just great conversations with people and it kind of just been that same theme of like, you know, being so caught up in how you feel and, and because of your feelings, you don't take step forward or you don't really do the things that you know are good for you, the things that you should be doing. And I was like, you know what I mean? Hey, perfect time to kind of take some time to address that. And that's why I call this comfort and feelings. You know what I mean? You gotta, like, I, I remember reading um, that the human brain, the brain is literally designed in a way where it fights back anytime you're about to do something uncomfortable. So it's like, if you have been doing something, let's say you normally wake up at nine. And that's what you do consistently. And then one day you're like, yo, I want to start waking up at 730. The brain will literally fight you because the brain is just used to doing, used to waking up at nine. So even though waking up at seven, 730 is arguably better for you, your mind will fight that. Because the mind is just honed by routine. Whatever you tell it to do consistently, that's what it will do. So it's like if you never worked out, you train your brain to believing that, hey, we don't work out. That's not what we do. And so that means now the moment you actually start trying to work out, your brain is going to fight you and be like, hey, what are you doing? Like, it's not what we do. And this is where comfort and feelings fall into play because you start to understand that you're never going to want to do the thing that's different from what you're doing and as you guys can hear my son he's kind of being <laughs> he's, he's he's contributing his comfort and feelings he's telling me about heart 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 okay <laughs> as we continue it's all about again understanding that the things that you want to do that are good for you you're never going to feel like doing them. Like forgiveness, for example. Forgiveness is one of the most powerful things that a person can do. You know what I mean? To take time to forgive someone who did you wrong, who did, 
you know, what they weren't supposed to do to you and to have the courage to forgive them is a really tough task. And yet, you know what I mean? A lot of people struggle with that. But as powerful and as beneficial as forgiveness is, you know what I mean? Most people don't do it. Why? Because of how it feels. And unfortunately, we as a people um, are so caught up in doing things based on how we feel. And we view things based on how we feel. And what ends up happening is that you start to feel like, right, literally, you start to feel like because of how I feel, I will throw away all sense of not logic, all sense of accurate information and just go with the feeling. Um, you know, you see that, for example, with fears. So you'll see people who have irrational fears when it comes to like, let's say, you know, tiny spiders. And we're not talking about like the giant ones that you see in Australia. Like we're talking about like, you know, your little tiny spiders. But because you have no understanding of spiders, you don't really know anything about them. When you see them, the feeling takes over you, the panic. And this tiny thing that's actually probably more afraid of you than you are of it. And it's something that you can literally destroy by tapping on it because of your fear. You completely, it, you don't process that I am way more powerful than this thing. I'm way more capable of this thing. I can kill it at any moment. This tiny little insect, this tiny little bug, I'm sorry, arachnid, this tiny little arachnid puts you in a delirious state of emotion where you're just panicking. Oh my God, oh my God, it's a spider, spider, spider. But logically speaking, you are the one that's in advantage. And that's, and that's just one step, but that's literally what our feelings can do to us. You know what I mean? You have people who, you don't feel like you're good enough. So you don't try things. You, you feel like everything is going to be difficult. So you don't attempt to try things that are monumental. You know, you, you sit and you try to start a business and you're, you're building piece by piece and you start feeling overwhelmed. You start feeling like you can't. You start feeling like maybe this isn't for me because everything is not coming easily. And you allow your feelings to talk you out of something that you're actually very capable of doing. Now, it's not to say we dismiss our feelings when it comes to our walk in life because our, our feelings are super important. They, they gauge things. You know, I mean, when things don't feel right, that means something. If you're in a relationship and it doesn't feel right, that means something. If you're at a job and you've been working it and you just never feel at peace, you don't feel like you belong there, there, there's definitely something important in our feelings. But at the same time, your feelings shouldn't override everything that you do. There has to be some level of, of discipline. And there has to be, it's like when we look at, um, when we look at uh, studio equipment, right? When you're connecting two different types of equipment, you have something called a master and you have something called a slave. Both of them can't be masters. Both of them can't be slaves. So one piece of equipment has to lead the other. And when you have it set that way, 
then now they both function. And so in the same way, you are either the master of your feelings or you are the slave to your feelings. It doesn't mean that your feelings have no input, but if your feelings are dictating everything that you do, you ain't going to get much done. Do you think people always feel like working out? You think people always feel like reading? You think people always feel like waking up at a certain amount of time and, and being productive? Nah. Most of the time, people don't feel like doing these things. That's why they get coaches. That's why they get accountability partners. Because most of them don't feel like doing certain things. And so when you're able to overcome the feelings that are hindering you from doing the things that you want, that's when you're learning how to make your feelings a slave. And you yourself become the master. You're in control. But when you're constantly dictated by your feelings, then in, this, in essence, it's easy to manipulate you. You know what I mean? Like in a fight, for example, the first person to lose control, who gets angry, who gets wild, who blows up, those are usually the ones who lose the fight. The world is not like the Hulk. You know what I mean? Where the angrier you get, the stronger you get. No. It, it, it's, your strength is your strength. Whether you're angry or calm, it's still going to be your strength. Now, I will say, dad strength, that's a real thing. Like, strength that you have for your kids to protect your family, that's a very, very real thing. But in a basic fight, like, outside of protecting your loved ones, the angrier you get, you ain't going to suddenly get more powerful. You know, that's things we see in anime and cartoons. You know, we think it translates to real life, but it does, it really doesn't. But I, what I will say is, what I will say is, um, you know, even Bruce Lee says that, like, the ones who are able to maintain their composure, the ones who are able to channel their feelings, to navigate them and not lose focus and not lose their cool, the ones who don't let the pressure get to them, those are the ones who always come up on top. So the question then becomes, like, which person are you going to be? The person that's led by their feelings or the person who leads their feelings? Like, you can accept, or right, I'm mad right now, but just because I'm mad, that doesn't give me an excuse to lash out and be nasty. You know, just because this person did this thing to me doesn't validate or justify me being just as nasty or just as horrible. And 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 to achieve that, it requires us to be uncomfortable. Like our our yearning, our desire to be uncomfortable is truly limiting what we actually can be. Like, we hear it all the time, but I don't think it really, like, resonates with people. Like, you got to really understand that in order to achieve what it is that you want to achieve, in order to get what you want to get, in order to become what you want to become, you have to get used to feeling uncomfortable. Like, if you are constantly just in a place where everything is roses and and nice and and pretty and cute and ah la 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 like chances are you're not really making strides as a person just as what it is nothing personal because if you're really if you're really really trying to grow if you're really really trying to develop as a as a person as a human being like, 
it's going to be those moments where it's like, ah, I really don't feel like doing this, but I know I should do this and I know I will do this. And that's honestly, like, I don't even mean to oversimplify, but that's really what it is. Like, in order to really achieve what you want, you have to be willing to get uncomfortable. The timidity, the awkwardness, the fear, you have to learn to embrace that. That feeling that, like, you don't know what you're doing, the feeling of being lost, you can't shy away from that. You have to run through those feelings. And all of these feelings that you feel, all the fear, the, the wondering, the doubt, the self-doubt, the insecurity, these are all challenges presented in front of you. They're obstacles placed in front of you. And they're asking you, do you have what it takes to be stronger than how you currently feel? That's, they're all challenges. The, the not feeling like it, the I'm too tired to do this right now, the frustration, all of that. These are questions. It's like, are you strong enough? Are you disciplined enough to get through these challenges? If you stay in a place where you only do things when you feel like it or when you're comfortable or when it feels right or you only do things when you're super motivated or or when it's perfect timing for you and it's perfect timing for everyone else I promise you'll never get anything done you won't like you know when I was growing up growing up when I was growing as a pianist and trying to get better at what I did you know what I mean there were so many times where what I had to do conflicted with what I wanted to do. You know, I always remember this moment where um, I was uh, preparing for my sophomore review. Um, in, in college, that was basically, we had to learn seven classical pieces and know them for the most part by memory. It was a lot, not looking back, like, whoo. But, um, yeah, we basically had to know them all by memory and um, have them prepared and play for my teacher. And he would call anyone at random, and we just had to be able to play it. And uh, I remember the first time it came around, I tried to do my usual, you know, learn it last minute, um, pile on, and, you know, everything would come together. But, unfortunately, that did not work out for me at all, like, at all, to the point where I, the first time around I failed it. So the second time I realized, okay, I can't mess up because if I don't get this right, I'm not going to graduate on time. And so I, I really got serious about it and I was working it and, and it required for me to give up a lot of things. In fact, what I started doing was I started practicing from like eight at night to like eight in the morning because there was no distractions there. It was quiet. It was easy. It was much easier to get a bunch of things done because everything was super quiet. Nobody was calling my phone. Nobody was bugging me. And I was doing that for a while. And I remember there was this moment where my cousin hit me up and he was like, yo, I got these tickets to Miami basketball game. And I think that was the, I think that's when LeBron James was on the Miami Heat. Yeah, I think so. Because Michael Beasley was on that team. And he hits me up and he's like, yo, um, would you like to, you know, go to the game? I got tickets come through. And I was so tempted, like I really, really wanted to go. And I considered and I said, 
all right, I can either go to this game or I can stay and practice some more and make sure I tighten up on what, what I got to do. And I really thought about it. I really wanted to go to that game. Like, I really, really did. But I decided, I was like, ah, you know what? As much as I would love to, as much as I actually want to, I'm going to just stay home and practice. And the tougher part was, like, it was a great game. It wasn't even like it was a back. It was a really good game. Great, great game that I genuinely wanted to be at. But you know what? I took the L. I didn't go. I took the L. I didn't go. And um, I stayed. I practiced. I kept working out my stuff. But guess what? When my sophomore review came around the second time around, I aced it. Nailed it. No problem. And and like that's what I'm trying to help you guys understand. Like, I know too many people struggling, not because you're not capable, not because you can't do it, but you're just so addicted to being comfortable. You're comfortable with the people around you. You're comfortable in your environment. You don't want to go anywhere else. You don't want to be around any new people. You don't want to do anything different. And so you keep thinking that, you know what I mean, I can get everything I want and still be comfortable. And it's not. That'll never happen. You know what I mean? You, doing a podcast 40 episodes straight, like there are days I really did not feel like doing this. You know, there are days where because maybe I didn't manage my time properly or whatever, you know, things are going on that I would like to participate in that I have to take a break from so I can focus and do this properly. This was not always convenient. But that's how anything that you commit to will be. A marriage is not always convenient. I'm not always comfortable in my marriage. I don't, I'm not. And, and, and let me make that very clear. Like, I'm not saying, guys, to be in a situation that is harming you or, you know, you feel like you're in danger or your partner is, and, and um, your partner is, is unfaithful. That's not what I'm talking about. You know, and I hope that we're all on the same page when we talk about comfort. You know what I mean? When, I, when I'm talking about comfort, I mean like the, the aspects that challenge your character in a sense to grow. We're not talking about like, you know, I mean, you've been married to your husband and then he wakes up or you're, you've been married to your wife and they're like, oh, you know, let's introduce someone new into our relationship. Like that, that ain't the type of be uncomfortable and, and try different things that I'm talking about. You know, if that's your wave, that's your wave. You know I mean, no judgment over here. But I am talking about the things that challenge you as a person to grow. I'm not advocating to use this in a way to push whatever it is that you want to do in a selfish sense. That, but we're not going to go down that rabbit hole. But but yes, marriage. Marriage is uncomfortable in a sense that it challenges who you are every single day. Marriage asks you every single day, are you willing to sacrifice or will you hold on to your pride are you willing to do what is for the best of the relationship are you willing to as the bible says you know take up your cross and walk and it's not comfortable now the relationship in itself can feel great absolutely you know you have your great moments and that's the majority of the time what your marriage should be. You should feel comfortable in the sense where you can express yourself and talk and you feel loved and stuff like that. But conflict happens. Obstacles come. 
that's what makes things grow. And it's going to be the obstacles in your relationship or the obstacles and whatever that you're trying to do. Those moments of discomfort that will ask you, hey, are you going to use this moment to grow? Or are you going to use this moment to, you know, go inward? So, you know, I mean, I would tell you guys, stop submitting yourself to your feelings. Stop allowing your feelings to control you. Stop craving to be constantly comfortable to the point where if you feel just a little bit uncomfortable in a new situation, you won't try it. Like, nah, you're limiting yourself. And the goal should be that you have such control over yourself that you can make yourself do the things that you don't want to do. You should be so in control of yourself that you can make yourself do the things that you don't want to do. Like waking up early. You don't want to wake up at seven, but you are such in control that when the alarm clock rings, you will get up. You don't want to work out, but you are in such control that you will make yourself work out. You don't want to stick to your diet because you want to eat that good food or you want to drink soda or you drink your favorite drink or drink a little alcohol, whatever it is. But you are in such control of yourself that you will do the things you don't want to do because you know that's what's best for you. You have such control that you will do what's best for you, even though you don't even feel like doing it. That can even translate to relationships, too, because there's definitely some people who what's best for you is to not be in that relationship. But you just have no control of your feelings or emotions. So you just kind of being led blindly into whatever happens and however it happens. But I'm going to say it again. You should have such control over yourself that you can make yourself do the things you don't want to do. You can make yourself do what's best for you, even though you don't feel like doing it. I mean, think about that, right? It's like if you had to catch a plane or if you had to clock in at work, you could wake up consistently, like no problem. But it's because you're accountable to someone or you're accountable to something else. But you don't have that same accountability for yourself. Yo, that should piss you off. It's like, if I told you, all right, for this job, we need you here at 6 o'clock in the morning. Yo, you'd wake up at 4.30, get yourself ready, and you'd be there at 6. No problem. But if during the summer, it's just you, no job, and I'm like, all right, you got to be up at 6. You're waking up at 8. You're waking up at 9. And why should we save our best selves for other things? Our best selves should be first and foremost for ourselves. Like, when you tell yourself... I'm going to wake up at 7. I'm going to wake up at 8. You should be able to do it. Not, oh, yeah, because I have a job. That's why I did it. No. And it tells you, it shows you that you're capable. It shows you you're capable. But, you know, I mean, it, it comes down to the fact that we as human beings, we're very comfortable letting ourselves down. And that should bother you. It should bother you that you are comfortable letting yourself down. If you can wake up for another person or another job, show up on time for another person or another situation, then show up for yourself. Wake up for yourself. Come through for yourself. Be consistent for yourself. Be disciplined for yourself. Don't just give the best that you got to a job or an obligation. Give the best for yourself. So I leave you with this. I mean, what's something that scares you? What is, what is something that's making you uncomfortable? What is something that is good for you, but you're struggling to do it? You just don't want to do it. Is it budgeting? Waking up early? Posting consistently on social media for your brand? 
Maybe it's forgiving somebody. Maybe it's working out. Reading. What is that thing that you know is good for you, that you should be doing? You know you probably really, really need to be doing it, but you just never feel like doing it. I want you to stop, take a second, and commit to saying, yo, you know what? From now on, I'm not worried about how I feel when it comes to doing this. I'm doing it no matter what. I'm going to do it despite how I feel. I'm going to do it despite not wanting to do it. I'm committing to doing this. And take that one thing. It doesn't need to be 10. Just that one thing that you will do no matter how comfortable you feel, no matter how uncomfortable you feel, and no matter how you feel. You're just going to do it. So that's my challenge to you guys. Man, I hope you guys get some out of this. And if you did, if it helped, if it clicked for you, if it did something for you, share it with your homies. You know what I mean? Right now, send it to like 10 people. Just hit that share button. Send it or post it on social media. Share it on social media. Tag me, Sells JP, Sells Speaks. You know what I mean? And now let's keep it going. And again, as I say, if you guys are getting stuff from it, hit me up. Talk to me. Just give me your feedback. Shoot me a text. The goal is to always bring as much impact as much as possible. I love you guys, and I appreciate y'all for rocking with me. And uh, again, if you haven't done so before, please subscribe. Oh, it's been fun. Yet another episode of Sell Speaks.